review hey mike what's up what's up man eh, not much Glad to be here i recognize you from somewhere uh hopefully infernal tyrant but probably metal thrashing nerd podcast oh that's right that's right because you're on our network aren't you yeah yeah you are, you are. well welcome to rat cell review network this is the first time i've had you on this show i'm glad we could finally do this i mean you know uh, we both have such odd schedules it's kind of hard to time this yeah you, you do have a really weird schedule i could not do what you do I have an early in a morning job. Although now I'm kind of pissed off about this. They want to change my start time. Ah, well, you're a mailman, so. Oh, I don't talk about that on the show. Whoops. In case I deliver anybody's mail wrong. Right, right, right. Well, they did name a, a vape flavor after you. They, what is it? It's called Mailman. Is it? Oh, okay. I, they, I, there's a flavor of, a flavor of vape. I know because my mother-in-law was like always talking about it. I can't stand vaping. It's, you know one of those douchey things to me. It's like, if I'm going to smoke a cigarette, I'll just smoke a cigarette and kill myself. You know, at this point. <laughs> yes, I cannot stand that. But I thought you were going to say... fucking like, cigar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's called asshole or something. No. No. <laughs> no, I can't talk to my boss like that. <laughs> That's right. I am your boss. God damn it. And, God uh, damn it. You do the show Metal Thrashing Nerd. And uh, what got talk you... To him much worse. <laughs> <laughs> what got you wanting to do a podcast? Oh, uh, man. You know... I'd recorded my buddy's band. So if you guys haven't checked out Kayfabe yet, they actually have a second album out now that I just recorded here at the, uh, what I call a Savage Sword studio. That's a Conan reference guys. <laughs> um, and I had the gear and I was a big Jim Cornette fan. Like I listened to Jim Cornette's podcasts. Me too. Yes. I, I, you know, I love getting the history there and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, he kind of goes all over the place. Yeah. So I was like, I can do a podcast where I can talk metal. I can talk comics, I can talk wrestling and just throw whatever I want in there. You know, I'm sure somebody will listen, right. I know, you know, and I, I do have a good, pretty good fan base here. You know, I, I think I'm doing pretty good for a year. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just, I, I was just like, I've got the gear. I was like, guys, we recorded an album. Let's do a podcast and promote this, mm. you know, so that if you go listen to that first episode, it's completely different from anything I'm doing now. Right, because you know the first episode, we even do like a a wrestling review. Like we we watch uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty four. You oh, know, nice. And we uh, do a whole, you know, commentary for that. Wow, really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to do that too because you know I'm a wrestling fan, and one of my co hosts he's a wrestling fan too. Actually, no, two of my co hosts are wrestling fans, and and one of my other co hosts he had a wrestling podcast, and uh, they were doing so much stuff, and they would actually keep getting kicked off Facebook, so they kind of just like you know dropped it. Because they, right. they were showing, you know, the video, so you know, shit happens. But um, I'm surprised I haven't pissed off anybody in wrestling groups enough for them to, uh, you know, give the Metal Thrashing Nerd podcast on Facebook a ban. But you know, <laughs> well, we can make that happen. We can work on it. That's I can it. piss them off about the Road Warriors some more. It's it's not too hard to get some marks uh, upset. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I know. All you gotta do is mention CM Punk, and they just yeah, exactly. So they uh, snap. Yeah. Uh, are are you a video game fan? Yeah, you know, I, I play some, not as much as I used to, obviously. I'm more of an old school video game guy, and I think that's mm -hmm. kind of shown up a little bit in some of the melody and stuff in like Infernal Tyrant, where I'm, mm -hmm. you know, doing that music. Yeah. And I think some of the melody there, if you listen to it, it's 
probably close to some Mega Man or maybe some Sega Saturn shit or some Sonic. You know? oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have to take, give him more clear ear. Now that you mentioned that, I'll have to listen to that and hear if I see that because I'm a big uh, Mega Man fan. Uh, uh, Mega Man X. Uh, that's probably my favorite Mega see, Man game. I never got into those. I was always, Once X happened, I didn't really have like the PlayStation, so I kind of missed that. X was on Super Nintendo. I didn't have Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. I do now. Gotcha. I have a big video game collection now, but I have to get into those. Yeah, when they put out the Nintendo Classic, I had to get that just for Mega Man X and uh, right. like Mario Kart. Yeah, little yeah. little bit little bum Turtles in Time or something like that wasn't on there, but you know, Cowabunga Collection is coming out, so I'll it, probably buy that. That is definitely coming out, and and that other one just came out too, Shredder's Revenge. That, that's awesome. Right. That's yeah, I actually finally got a copy of sonic mania and i've been playing the crap out of that oh cool yeah i got that as well uh what I'm the, a big sonic guy yeah. if the, you look up there well you probably can't see it but there's like a, a big bit. sonic like diorama display <laughs> all right cool yeah my actually my son because we just watched that movie the first movie uh ever since we watched it he's been obsessed with sonic now we just had a sonic birthday party for him oh dude we got i, I got paramount just so i could watch sonic 2 you know <laughs> i mean i found a bunch of great horror movies and stuff on there you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. it all worked out yeah we're but having the, fun with it exactly but the reason why i mentioned the video games did you see the new aew game was re, um, announced i did not you know i don't get to watch AEW because of my work schedule and uh, a lot of times it's uh like their storylines and stuff they don't it's all over like the place it's all sense. over the place yeah. uh, it's you know it's kind of like watching a car crash basically yes sometimes. yeah that and have- that'll definitely piss off some marks right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think everybody's uh, like torn about aew it's all always like you know you said, they have some great matches and stuff they they really do and i am a big kenny omega fan i do love kenny omega Oof. you know i absolutely hands. Love, i loved him in japan yeah twinkle toes twinkle toes yeah <laughs> as jim Cornette calls him yeah yep. i loved him in japan his matches with okada were just amazing yeah. i'm glad he didn't go to wwe because i think they would have just butchered him and ruined him you know, Vince wouldn't have had any idea what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he didn't have any idea what to do with Finn Balor or somebody like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. For, for that matter, Shinsuke. Yeah. What, what do you think about the whole Vince McMahon retiring thing? Um, I'm hoping that Triple H being the really, let's be honest, he is a mark for old school wrestling and stuff. I mm-hmm. hope he brings some of that back and the content is not necessarily like Attitude Era, but more adult, adult in adult right. situations. Yeah. You know, they... I feel like a lot of the people now, they talk to you like you're, you know, four. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it feels like 1990s WWE or yeah. WWF. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of hope we get, get more of an adult program where, you know, it's still kind of centered towards kids can watch it too. So I can watch it with my kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. You, you I, know, I thought the Brock and Roman stuff recently has been great. Right. Yeah. I think Kevin Owens has been great for what they've had him in. I think Kevin Owens is probably the most underappreciated talent they have. Yeah, I think so too. And like you said, the Roman Reigns things, I mean, when they started out trying to make him like this big uh, good guy and everybody hated it, you know? And now that he's, he's still a good guy, but he's, he's has an attitude now. He's, he's able to be himself and it it works for him so much. I think Vince, what he did was like, we're going to do just what we did with rock. We're going to push you down everybody's throats, except we're going to like triple the time. So maybe they appreciate it that much more. Exactly. 
Yeah. With Rock, it was like a year. They kept pushing him down their throats, and they were finally just like, just go out there and do what you want to do. And it was like, <laughs> he was the biggest asshole ever. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what people like. You know, people like assholes. People like what? Stone Cold. I mean, my God. Exactly. And why would He's you like want my top three? It's like him, Randy Savage, and hell, I don't know, CM Punk or Ricky Steamboat, somebody like that. Right, which Ricky Steamboat's the exact antithesis of everything I just said. Right, exactly. I was going to say he's like you know the good guy, good guy. You know? He's so good. Goody two shoes. He was. His matches was. were always solid. I've never seen Ricky Steamboat have a bad match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I you was know, never a huge Ricky Steamboat fan. I, I when I got into wrestling, he was kind of like gone. I mean, he was in WCW and everything, but um, I, I, he just never like you know caught on to me for some reason. Right. You know his matches with. I, I get the I get the ability of hindsight too, you know. His best match was him. though. I know the Randy Savage. Everybody raves over that Randy Savage match, but him and uh, stunning Steve Austin, and I think it was that Clash of the Champions. Yeah, yeah. Any of their matches are classics, man. Yeah. Like Steve Austin could wrestle back in the day. It was oh, yeah. crazy because yeah. you know you look at him as Stone Cold and it's just stomp kick, you know. Right, right. Stunner. That's it. You know, he's yeah. got five moves of doom basically with a few <laughs> cool spots. Right, exactly. But, you know, back in the day, as stunning Steve Austin, I, I'd seen him take bumps in Ricky Steamboat matches. I'm like, no wonder his neck's fucked up. You know? Right, yeah, yep. He did one of those bumps. is like he went on his head, hit the ring ropes with his feet, and then went, poof, back face down. I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> but no wonder he's in the shape he's in. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks to Owen Hart. But, the, you know, it was a, a bad accident, you know? Yeah, no. No, I love Owen too. I actually always thought Owen was great. I thought he was, you know, eventually, hopefully going to be a champion. Yeah. Yeah, You know, that's one thing I was hoping for him, but didn't happen. And, you know, yeah, we all know what happened with that. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. Uh, Almost, I almost liked him more than I like Brett, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. I felt like he cut better promos than Brett. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He was a good talker. Very good talker. He was a good talker. He was a good ring worker. I mean, he, you know, yeah. He was going to get to the point where people were sympathetic for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, But it's a shame how that ended up happening. But No, I would have loved everybody chanting Nugget as he went into the Hall of Fame, you know? Right, yeah. And he would have loved it, too, you know? He was a joke, yeah. so he would have loved that. Have you ever heard the story about him and Vince McMahon? I'm not uh, sure. The prank he pulled on Vince? Okay, so get a load of this. Before we get into the, the actual thing, we're here to talk about the album. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, de- I'm gonna sidetrack us here. So Owen Hart, one time, there was a, a match between Triple H and uh, God. It was one of the hillbilly gimmicks. I can't remember which one. It was one of the God ones. Mm. But um, they had a a hog pin match. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was Triple yeah. H when he was still the Blue Blood. Yeah, I think you've it seen was the on, hog pin uh, match. Yep, I think it was in your house, right? Yeah, it was one of the in your yeah, houses. Yeah, I think it was it that, might have yeah. been doghouse or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Either way, so <laughs> Owen decides, well, there's all these pigs and stuff. He's like, well, I want to, you know, Owen was a river. Right. So he, he wrangled all these pigs together and he put them in the worst place possible. He actually put them in Vince McMahon's office. <laughs> oh, so yes, I, yeah. <laughs> everybody thought, you know, it, it's going to be hell. Vince is going to kill him. And they said Vince just laughed with all the pigs in his office running around. So all right, all right. I'm a terrible storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was waiting for this big climatic thing. But yes, I do remember that story now. But yeah, yeah no, I, I, I'm a terrible storyteller. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. How the hell I got podcasting. I don't fucking know. I guess I'm good at asking questions. Oh, you're fired again. <laughs> I'm a shitty guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've had some pretty terrible guests <laughs> but you're fine yeah. you're doing perfect 
This is uh, only my second interview about anything I do. So, oh, really? Yeah. Well, actually, third. I forgot I did one back in the Malvian days. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, let's get to Infernal Tyrant. Uh, yeah. How did, let's... how did you get? Were you involved in another band, or how did this thing become? Okay, so this story I can actually tell decently. All right, good. Hope so. So <laughs> we keep people listening. Content, <laughs> content is king. Um, so back in like 2015, 16, I started up a band with my buddies Tom, Billy, and uh, a rotating crew of bass players. <laughs> right. So they had a band called Catastrophe. And, you know, we started, I started bringing in material and we started writing and stuff and we put together an album and all this. And, you know, we, we had an album coming out and uh, things happened with the label. They never put it out. So it kind of soured me on playing music in a band and, you know, all that and working through a label and shit like that. Because, you know, this was going to be my first album to be out on physical media. Right. But we were all excited. Well, the label just basically screwed us over on that. What label was that? We, we, we never got the the physical album done. They never finished. Um, they were supposed to do our uh, like our insert stuff, you know, on the inside, right. all of our uh, details and shit. What I label was this? Uh, I'm not going to say. No, I'll say it because that. this is the way people will not use them. <laughs> well, no, we're we're like the only band this happened with with them apparently. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm not going to knock the guy either because he actually is a really nice guy. He just right. might have got in over his head mm. on this particular issue. Um, so I was soured on it. My kid was on the way too. So at that point, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not playing anymore. Right. I'm kind of done. Everybody's schedules were jacked up. We were all doing different stuff. So I sat around the house, soured on guitar, bass, whatever for like a year, year and a half. I didn't pick up hardly to play for a year. Mm-hmm. And I spent most of the time playing Magic the Gathering and watching bad movies. <laughs> so one day I just pick up, I, you know, it was during the pandemic when all that started. I was like, I'm at home for two weeks because I'm on quarantine. I'm bored. Right. I was trying to quit smoking at the time. And I was like, let's pick up a guitar. Let's see if I can still play. And I wrote the song Insurrection. I didn't know that's what it was going to be at the time, but I just wrote the instrumental parts for it. And then I sat on that for like probably another six months or so. And I'd been playing, learning some stuff again, you know, getting back into the groove of things. And one day I was just like, I've got all this software. I've got all this recording equipment. I haven't had a band come in in a while to record. You know, I've been trying to get bands, but I haven't had them. I was like, I'm just going to do my own shit. And I just had a month there where I just started writing everything. And I wrote everything probably in the span of two months. I bet I wrote every riff in the span of two months because it all just came back to me. Right. You know, it it is just riff after riff after riff after riff after riff, song after song. You know, I was, Mm. I was like, originally I was like, I was going to use the drummer from Kayfabe because I've recorded them. Mm. And I was like, I want to make this as difficult as I can for Danny. So the first few songs I wrote, I was like, I'm going to throw in a bunch of, different time signatures and stuff and make his life hell. Right. Well, things didn't work out with that. You know, he, he injured his hand. I think he broke his pinky or some shit at work. Oh, wow. So I I went back to my old drummer, Tom, and I got him for this stuff. And, uh, you know, things worked out all right. I think the recording of those, you know, the, the first singles is 
definitely very spotty. Um, you know, my mixing was nowhere near where it should have been at that point right. to release those. Right. So they sound like old Sepultura demos or something. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I wound up writing all those riffs and stuff. And then I spent like four five, six months trying to write lyrics. Cause I am not a lyricist. Right. Yeah. That, that is probably the hardest part. The music, putting the music together is easy. Yeah, no, that's easy for, you know, if you were me. Right. But, you know, like a singer, I guess it'd be easier for them to put together the lyrics. Uh, sometimes but, you, yeah, you'd be surprised. It, um, you know, a lot of the songs, uh, the, the matter, the subject matter and stuff just came from random coincidences and shit. Like, you ever had a, you ever drank a bang? You ever had one of those energy drinks? No, I don't drink that stuff. Okay. I stay away from uh, that stuff. I try to, especially bangs now. Mm. Um, like, I'll drink a monster here and there. I'm, you know, I'm a caffeine guy. Yeah. So I drank a bang at work one night. I'm standing there at my machine. I'm running it. And all of a sudden, you know, this is like 300 milligrams of caffeine. This shit runs out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, this must be what Satan felt like when he fell from heaven. Hit the ground. <laughs> and that's literally where the lyrics came from for the song Infernal Tyrant and kind of where the name came from. Really? Because I was like, well, I'll just write a song about Satan falling to earth. Right. You know, and that's where all of that kind of came from. Wow, that's pretty cool. Also so just a, random a stupid drink. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Wave of Violence was written about, uh, you know, that's about the Punisher. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, if you look at the lyrics to that Wave of Violence, it's it's about the Punisher. It's about his, you know, origin story and stuff and kind of where he went. Because right. I'm a huge Punisher fan. All right, I'm a comic cool. guy. Yeah, yeah, I am too uh, a little uh, bit. Well, like Call from Beyond, uh, you know, I struggled with that one for a while. I was going to write something about like Crisis on Infinite Earths or something, and I, it just never kind of worked. It mm. never gelled. Right. And I'm still iffy about those lyrics even today. What I've got now, <laughs> right. because I based it more off of like uh, Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, all right. So I yeah. still haven't gotten into that yet. Soon, I will get into that soon. Oh, it's a great movie. Mm. You know what it is? I'm trying to get my son. My son just all of a sudden, I don't know why, started loving Iron Man. Oh, my kid, Hulk. Hulk, all right. Yeah, I can't get him into Hulk, but Iron Man, forget it. Because you know what it is? He's, he's got gold on him. And all of a sudden, my son got like obsessed with things that are gold. <laughs> with my, uh, I've been conditioning mine since he was like a baby. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, he trying. came home, you know, listening to Bathory. You know? <laughs> You used to go to sleep listening to Hammerheart, guys. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. But, so, hey, you know. but uh like that and um we used to watch Batman the animated series together a lot. Okay. You know, so I got him started up on that from the nineties Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's you know kind of spiraled into now I can work it into Marvel. So we can I can even sit there and he'll watch Shang Chi or something with me, you know, something random. <laughs> um so yeah. It's been fun. He's been fun to work around trying to mix an album while he's watching Paw Patrol in the back. Oh my god! Yeah, I can I can imagine that. I wanted, when I recorded my stuff, but my son was just born, and you know, I, you, you only have that, and you know how it is. You only have that like span of time, either when they're sleeping or when they're awake. And you know, as long as your wife's watching the kid or whatever, you can you get down and record what you got to record. You know, but you only got that short span of time. Yeah, no. Uh, it, you know, that's the upside of my schedule is I get off at 1 a.m., so they're usually asleep. So, yeah, so that kind of works for I you. I can come in here to the living room. I can sit at my computer. I can plug in a guitar, find a, find a guitar tone, and uh, 
you know, just go. Yeah. When, you when know, did I just you plug in the Explorer and go? Yeah. When did you start getting uh, into production? Uh, probably about the time I recorded the first K-Fave album, oh, which has oh, been so. like a, about a year, year and a half. Oh, so well, so you you picked it up fairly quick then, because you know, listening to the some of the songs that you sent for this uh, album, and uh, I I really do I I love the, your guitar tone. I love the guitar sounds. Uh, you know, we spoke about the drum stuff, but I, I think it, it works with your music. I mean, I hear a lot of uh, overkill in it. And you mentioned Subaltura with your older demos, but I do hear some of that Subaltura, especially with your vocals. I hear like a subtle, early Subaltura um, sound in there a little bit. And um, you no, know, it's funny because the the guy, I keep getting different reviews on my vocals. Like one guy's like, it reminds me of early creator. And yeah, then I, hear, I get another guy. So the guy used to be in the band with Malviant, uh, his he was the singer for that band and the guitar player too. And he actually said to me, he was like, dude, why didn't you tell me you could sing like David Vincent? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, this sounds like the first fucking uh, Morbid Angel album. It sounds like Altar of Madness. I was like, cool. I'll take it. Oh, wow. That's I'm a shitty singer. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I don't see myself as a good singer. You know, it's really weird too with this album. I didn't plan to put keyboards and stuff in it. Right. Like I didn't plan to put synths and like little orchestra pieces in it, but it's like a little bit of everything I've ever listened to over the years, which is a lot of stuff. Right. You know, it's kind of worked its way in there. And I even like got a stack of albums here. I was going to show you kind of some of the stuff I'm into mm-hmm. like that. Oh, cool. Make it a That's childhood, nice. man. Oh yeah. That's, definitely. What'd you, you pay know, for that vinyl? Cool. Is that original? Is that like a remaster? Oh, it's a remaster. Okay. I wish it was original. I, you know, I could hear David Ellison's vocals on there instead of Dave's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, you know, Individual Thought Patterns by Death was a huge influence. Chuck's guitar work is just phenomenal. Right, yeah. And uh, We actually know, reviewed that album not too long ago. It was the first time I actually heard it. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I was never really a huge Death fan. I mean, I'm wearing a Death shirt right now. So. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> I'm a huge Death fan. If <laughs> we you had, ask um... me if anybody has a perfect discography, I will say Death, you know, hands down. I don't think there's a bad song in the, any of their albums. Right. I think mm-hmm. it's all solid. You see a large amount of growth through each album. Mm. Yeah, most you of the guys know, on my on uh, on our podcast lo- love Death, but I I just never got. You know what it is when they came out like earlier on. I wasn't into that kind of growling type vocals type stuff, so I, I really never got into it. Well, I mean, it's kind of one of the places it starts too. And as you go further right. along, like if you listen to Sound of Perseverance, I bet you'd really love that album. I bet you love Chuck singing on the Painkiller cover. I think yeah, I think I heard that one. I think we did that one too. I think that's like we had. Um, uh, I don't know if you know Angel Cote from uh, uh, Demolition Hammer. No, I don't. All right, we had him on the show, and he's a huge Death fan, so that's why we were doing that. With a band name like that, you'd have to be in a Gene Hoagland. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but vocally, I'm very heavily inspired by Carcass. Okay, cool. Yep, I have uh, that. Jeff one. Walker's one of my favorite singers, man. Yeah, he 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 works with that band. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you can hear it in the riffs too, man. I probably ripped off a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of carcass riffs in like "Call from Beyond." Yeah, I know. I sent that to a buddy of mine who was on the podcast, uh, Richie Randall, and I was like, "I'm not too worried about you stealing this from me because if you do, I just got to let you know carcass know, and they probably just sue your ass." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, like even oh, on I the just saw what you did. I see that. Yep. On the opposite side, you know, uh, we've got Follow the Blind. That's right. been a big influence. Blind Guardian's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. They used to be mine up until um, after Imagination's from the other side. After that, uh, 
you know, I love that album. I do too. That was my favorite. I get into Nightfall that I'm not as big into them. Yeah. Which is funny because uh, every time you mention Blind Guardian, everybody's like, oh, Nightfall, Nightfall. I was like, "Mm." no, no, no. Somewhere in time or, you know, follow the blind. Exactly. Twilight World. Um, Here's an oddball. But yeah, that's where a lot of the guitar harmonies come from. And uh, a lot of the guitar harmonies come from here. Yeah, of course. That's not oddball. It's, you know. I mean, this is one of my. This is probably my favorite live album. It's either this or uh, Live at Budokan by Cheap Trick, which I know would throw people off. <laughs> That's it. It's a good one, too. Cheap Trick's awesome. No, Cheap Trick's great. I fucking love Cheap Trick. Um, oh, God. I got a little stack here. So, you know, this is my favorite freestyle, oh, cool. Sad Wings. Yeah, very good one. Definitely. Yeah. No, um, Ripper, um, Victims of Change. I've always really liked the song Tyrant. Uh, yeah. Although I hate, uh, and we we actually were doing a Judas Priest versus Iron Maiden uh, podcast right I've now. Noticed. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you watched the first one, but I talk about Tyrant, and I hate how he goes Tyrant because it sounds like he's tired, like he just woke up from a nap and he's like yawning it. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I like the overkill version of Tyrant, and they probably do it yeah. Yeah. You know, I like the creator version of uh, Grinder better than I do the original. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Well, I love Creator. It's speaking I, of which. Uh, that's awesome my album. favorite creator album terrible certainty yeah that's the first one i started with too yeah i mean it got me into him uh god it's such a good album man it, it definitely is a good album you know i'm trying to run through these real quick because i've got a podcast after this yeah you, do. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong with creator well you can't go wrong with this album either no that's another good one so uh, beneath he, the remains is one of my favorites man anybody uh, watching this and you see all these records that he's pulling out here a lot of this you can hear a lot of these influences on uh on your uh, album well, hopefully you can hear a little bit of this one. I'm not a huge fan of Battery, so I, I wouldn't know what they really sound like. So. Uh, this is early black metal style Battery. You know, this All is right. stuff that influenced like second wave black metal and shit. Yeah, so it sounds like a four track. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he recorded the double bass on his first album by using, uh, he, he, he'd hit the kick drum for the singles. Mm. And then when he re-recorded the double bass, he... He did. Uh, he took a tom and set it up oh like God. a floor tom and used right, it right, as a right. double bass. Absolutely. There's not even a hi hat on the first Bathory album. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> and people crazy. praise it. People praise it, but that. it works. It works. Yeah, I praise it. I fucking love Bathory. <laughs> well, hey, whatever works, man. It doesn't matter. I love his drum sound on uh, Hammerheart. Yeah, that's into I, the Viking era. You probably like the singing a lot better. I have to check it out because so many people like that band, and I just never got into it. I have, it's to get I have to check it out more. Right. It, it's like he looked at everything and was like, I'm going to go the exact opposite way of what everybody else is doing. Right. So, uh, you know, we were talking about Halloween on uh, a recent episode of my podcast. So uh, uh, I'm more of a Gamma Ray guy. Land of the Free. That, that's that's the best album they ever did, to be honest with you. Um, you For know, me. in my opinion, it's No World Order, but okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as that one, though. I love No World you know what? Order. With that one, Kai Hansen came back on vocals, and you got Michael Kiske in there as well, and even uh, yeah. uh, Hansi from Blind Guardians on there, and it's just, it's just every song is just one good thing after the other. Aventasia, before we got Aventasia in that sense. Right, yeah. Basically. <laughs> everybody's on there. Exactly. Well, you know, that's what got me into Kai was Blind Guardian. Okay. Because he was on a couple of their songs. Right, yeah. Yeah, on the first two well, He's on yeah. Valhalla and uh, Tales from the Twilight World. Yeah. Or Lost in the Twilight Hall, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, the album that started it all for me. Metallica Ride the Lightning. 11 years old, man. 
That's how I started, you know. That, Fight Fire with Fire. You know, when I first heard that, I heard those guitars. Right. And I was like, what is this, ballet music? You know, I told my aunt, I was like, this sounds like ballet music. She's like, give it a minute. Let it work its way into it. Right. It's like, all right, whatever. And then all of a sudden, bam, my mind explodes, you know. (laughs) 11 years old and I was ruined. Right. What do you feel about Metallica now, though? Because a lot of people don't like them as much anymore. Kind of half and half. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of half and half on. I'm like, I've got Death Magnetic over there. I've got Garage Inc. You know, mm. those are both great albums. One's a cover. Yeah. Uh oh. What happened? Up. Oh, you hit mute. You're on mute. 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 You're on mute for some reason. There you go. What the hell did that happen? Man. Yeah. No, that's my next interview, Colin. All right, <laughs> Colin well, yeah, we ran over late because uh, I was on your show earlier, so. uh we're running late here, but let's let's uh, anything else you want to talk about Infernal Tyrant before we leave? Uh, you know, just uh, let people know where it's available. I just started the Facebook for it, so all you got to okay. do is type in Infernal Tyrant. Uh, it's on Twitter at Tyrant Infernal. Mm-hmm. It is on Instagram at Infernal Tyrant Thrash. You can hear it on Spotify, Amazon. Uh, I don't think you can hear it on. Am- you might be able to hear it on Amazon. I'm not sure. I don't check on there. Apple, you name it. Just basically so, all the I, major streaming sites. I, I don't use, really worry about Amazon too much. I use Amazon, so it better be on there. All right. Well, maybe it's on Amazon. And if it's not, make sure it gets on there. Just uh, scream it at Alexa and play Infernal Tyrant. Alexa, yeah. play Infernal Tyrant. Playing Infernal Tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this has been fun. It's been yeah, fun. Guys, just, and where can, we, where can we go to see your uh, your podcast, Metal Threshing Nerd? Oh, uh, you know, Rat Salad, of course. Oh, yeah. But what's your yeah. your link so everybody can go to you and subscribe to you because I want you to get your you know the subscribes too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, as far as subscribing to me, I mean, I'm on Buzzsprout, I'm on Spotify, I'm on all the same stuff. You know, all right, cool. if you go to Buzzsprout.com and type in uh, Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast, you can find me there. All right, very cool. So everybody, please go hit subscribe and go look for his band Infernal Tyrant. You're gonna love it if you love Over- Overkill, Annihilator, uh, Sepultura, like all the stuff that he showed me too before. You're gonna hear a lot of those influences in that uh, album, and you're gonna love it. I guarantee. Yeah. So guarantee. <laughs> exactly. Hey man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Wayne. No problem. And thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on your show. And we will talk soon. All right. Absolutely, bro. All right, Peace. everybody, go to RatsAlanReview.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Rats Eye Review Network. Rats Eye Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Rats Eye Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Rats Eye Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams, no relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City, The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira, Schmackamagab, Gob to you too, Ralph, the Timo Tolki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Tolki, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese, Please, 
Movies, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsal Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsalReview.com for more info and to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsal Review Network. We're, We're taking over. over.